Yeah, you're fine. You look fine. All right, so we're going to start in five, four, three. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, episode 25 of Cali Brick Click. And before we get into introductions, remember, you could always listen to this on anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, now recently, iHeartRadio. And as always, we have Ninja. Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. And we have Claire. Hey. Shooting from a very far location. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say kind of where you are? Because obviously I have a green screen. I I'm in I'm in uh, Ohio, Ohio. That that's pretty much where she is. Mm-hmm. And we have today Flynn Tricky Bricks. Hello. Welcome to the the the, the channel. Yeah, we can say that because it's on its own channel now. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Welcome. Thank I know it's kind of like it's we're all used technically californian so we're used to this time frame when we're recording so it's actually not that late for anybody no no it's normal it's like dinner time it's still early for me <laughs> claire's still eating technically <laughs> and it's like late where she is like two hours yeah, i have like a bag of beef jerky i'm just chomping on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so she's uh on location uh so how's everybody's week been since the last time we spoke that's cool. Just taking a drink. Just <laughs> taking a drink. What? Yeah, go ahead, Ninja. I've been good. I've been chilling, working on this mock. This oh uh, yeah, the uh the, the theater. Yeah, the theater. Oh, how's that going? Getting, getting some done. Getting the uh the inside. I, I'm working on like the uh, the seats and stuff. I don't know if I'm gonna do like actual seats that fold down or just like regular seats. Yeah. So you know, mock, so uh, like brainstorming. A- like a movie theater or like a mm-hmm. a play theater. It's a it's a movie theater, yeah. Oh, got to it. To go into it. the little city. So, are you gonna show that off at Bricks LA coming up or what? Oh, that's a good question. I've been thinking about that actually. So I have a little city and it's all custom, so I could, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's different. It's not the same. That's why I was trying to tell Claire to show off her thing, Bricks by the Bay, because it looks it's gonna be different. It's not like a normal traditional city using modulars that are currently out right now, right? Because it's friends colors like puked <laughs> all over it in like the best way possible. Like, Pink yeah. everywhere. Awesome. I am a hundred percent here for that. <laughs> <laughs> they had I went today to like um like a used or like a you know, like a Lego resale store. It wasn't bricks and minifigs, but the equivalent. And they had these like big bags of like different um pieces and they were just like se- uh, separated by colors. So they had like, you know, dark bluish gray, tan, dark tan, all the standard colors. And then they just had like a bag of fr- like friends colors was like in one bag. It, it didn't even get its own distinction between like lavender, medium lavender. Like, you know, I was like kind of upset. And then I was also like, I mean, I get it sort of. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> didn't react. Oh, man. Did you buy I'm, the bag? I'm lucky. So our local bricks and minifigs, they separate the friends colors into uh, like a sort of separate tab- part of the table like the bulk bin and whenever they see me coming in they're always like oh they always go to the back and find like wherever the friends colored boxes and just kind of like refill it because they know i'm gonna probably buy everything that (laughs) like all those colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) vip status i mean i really like those colors like it's just not something that i used i'm used to building with or see and like when you're i mean all the sets that i build that are you know outside of friends are all dark light bluish gray (laughs) <laughs> nah, friends right. has good know, the military sets i build are all tan 
oh, yeah. <laughs> light bluish gray. So when I get a friend set, and, and the ladies of, of Lego have influenced me <laughs> to dive really deep into friends. Thank you, ladies. Claire's one of them. Um, to get into friend, uh, to build friend sets, and when I build them, I'm just like smiling the entire time because <laughs> well, the know, color, the color's amazing. Well, the colors are amazing, and they're also I feel like um, highly underrated. Yep. I, um, mm-hmm. I I've seen people say I actually saw somebody say on the internet like oh like I mentioned some set that I thought was uh, really great, and I can't remember what it was, but the um, the person's response was, oh, well, I was going to get that, but the minifigures or the mini dolls made mm-hmm. me not buy it. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, and I even responded. I was like, if you are not buying it because of the mini dolls, then you are missing out on yes. mm-hmm. a lot of great design, a lot of great color work, and a lot of really well thought out play functions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And techniques mm-hmm. and stuff. Like yep. Idea. Also, the molds and like that the that the friends team gets. I feel like they yeah. get a lot of molds before anybody else. Yeah. Um. And so, and then some of yeah, it's just inc- I love them. I and I also think they like. There's something about them that like sparks my creativity as at least you know what I mean in terms of mm-hmm. wanting to like add my own spin on them. And maybe it's because a lot of the sets are like dollhouse style. Yes. And they are more play sets. And I, I, I have like, you know, maybe it's like the adult like mindset at looking at it that I want to like, you know, close it off or like make it more like a modular or make it more like a cl- typical, you know, building, but still using the same colors. I don't know why that's like something like, you know, I'm not, I'm quite literally not trying to put it in a box, but I'm trying to make it, you know, a bit more reflective of like some of the other sets that are targeted to our demographic, really like, you know, the the creator expert stuff like the modulars so right. what if they released an 18 plus friend set that'd be that cool oh uh, i would be all over it i would be all over it what do people look like though like what i mean the closest thing we've got is you know like the some disney stuff that's like coming down the line which i don't know if it's like embargoed oh, or yeah. not to talk about but like yes. i don't know i yeah i don't know what it would look like would it be like a hotel like the Heart Lake Hotel, which they're coming out with, you know. I know. Obviously, I need, a new I need these new friends facades in my life oh, right no, now. This is the second Heart Lake Hotel. Right. And the first one was amazing. I'm building that one now. It's it is so good. So good. It's so good. It has an elevator. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the Barbie Dream House on on like <laughs> yes. steroids. Very much Hell so. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. Yeah. And there's like a bellhop and like all these little side builds that like really are quite extensive there's this like incredible piano Piano. it's just so good and lots of uh pearl gold elements that's not me i have a i have a dog (laughs) you're still hungry there huh yeah (laughs) i'm sorry here i can here i'll show you maybe there's a dog for those of you who just listen to this on a podcast you have a dog okay good there's a dog (laughs) and she's fine she just wants attention so it's all good I thought I heard little claws or little. Well, you know, I can't ever, I can't ever be in a discussion about friends and mini dolls without talking about elves, which is <laughs> maybe like my most favorite theme after Monster Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, like elves is, um, and, and you know, it's funny. A lot of people were were not into it when it was out, and now it is one of those ones that everybody has now recognized in yes. retrospect was really amazing, and they're sorry they didn't get them. They're so expensive got, now. Yeah, they're really back expensive now. Out of my really dark ages, right when uh, Elves was discontinued. 
Oh, I completely missed it. That, yeah. That's when I, I think I came a little bit. I came back when Elves was like its last run. Yeah. I didn't really How many waves did Elves go for? I think two? Or two or three? three oh, okay. Four. Because they did, there was like nice. two, I believe there were two waves that had lots of dragons. And then there was the, the goblin wave and there was the bats uh, wave. So I, think, I, I say, four, I think four, but I could be wrong. What, what was the year frame? That when when it came out, two thousand. Uh, well, I want to say like 12? 2016, 17, maybe. So Lego Movie status, like Lego Movie, first Lego Movie. Oh, the Lego Movie. No, 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 no. The elves, because uh, in Lego Movie two, they start they use like kind of elvish uh, mini dolls. Kind of. Oh, sure. Well, Balthazar. Yeah, Balthazar. I mean, the best that's, that's exactly what they reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like those vampires. <laughs> I really love that crystal hair piece. Is yeah. everything? Yes, definitely. That's oh, such a what character? Right. See, it says it says that it launched in 2015. Okay, elves. Yeah, and then yeah. stayed for like three years, two years, because you said three three runs. So that's like. Four years. It, it, four years? it got discontinued in 2019. Yeah, okay. four waves. Um, yeah. Oh, because they, they did it yearly. Okay. Oh, maybe they might bring it back. We can only hope. When also some of the best mini dolls yet made, especially the villains, like all the villain mini dolls in it are just like the Goblin King and um, okay. some of the other some of the other ones. Just really, they're really well done. Okay. Right now, sweet mayhem. Has my uh, has my pick? You can oh, still get her with or without now in the armor or with that oh, like that piece hair. Oh yeah, I say with the hair. That hair is, I like the hair. It's really good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So aside from friends, other things that came out <laughs> recently. What else is there? A shoe? Uh, we, ha- we we have we have the the Adidas shoe that just launched. Yeah. What day? Just one shoe. Yeah, one, one shoe. shoe. Is this one shoe? Wait, there's only one shoe? There is one shoe, but you can build it left or right. There's the pieces that oh, you wait. can make it either one. So oh, it comes in, in a box. Like, box. Oh, the that's, box is that's awesome. cool that they gave both for left or right, but it's also like... Come on! Is there somebody that like is more like has more likeness to the to one or the other? Like hey, I don't know you want to play it. Well, I think the people, I don't know, maybe people who are lefties, like, really want that right <laughs> shoe. I get it. My husband's a lefty. Like, he probably would really be into the, if he cared about shoes. Would That's true. I think, because there's so few lefties. I remember, at least, like, in like in elementary school, it was, like, part of their identity. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm a lefty. Yeah, there's no scissors that are, like, made for me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's a constantly complaining. Can openers, scissors, like, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, now there's, there's a Lego set that's made for him. That's crazy. So, so the, those old school shell toes, those are actually, yeah. that's an actual Lego set? Yeah. Yeah, so they, oh, um, the toe is. piece is printed. And it's those quarter round domes, but actually, I think they're a size bigger than the than the normal ones that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and yeah, they have custom printing on them for the like the toe, the shoe, and there's a couple oh of goodness. other custom printed pieces. There's like the Adidas logo on the mm-hmm. tongue of the shoe, and then there's even tile printing on the inside. Like, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. cool. I'm here. Yeah, I'm not a shoe right person now. at all. Exactly. Like, that is. 
that was. I just want to break dance with it. I think I wore. I think I had three pairs of those shoes in different colors in middle school, and I would always get like I intentionally got like the not not the black color. Like I got the off ones. You know, I got like a like a weird olive green and a bright yellow because you know that was my like little creative outlet. You know, at that. I'm different. Yeah. Hey man, you do what you had to do. When I was a kid, it was neon socks. So I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, neon socks came back. They're still a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. They definitely came back. Yeah, sock, sock, sock culture is a thing. It was, yeah, not, along is, with yeah. shoe. Really? Okay. So in the '80s, when I was a, okay, this is super embarrassing. When I in the '80s, when I was a um a a teenager, it was really popular to buy. Like multiple colored, solid color neon socks. So you have like your neon pink, neon orange, and neon green, and you would wear all three pair at the same time, and then roll the cuff oh, down yeah. so that you could see three stripes. Like you would like each one. Oh would be yeah! Different. Did you have to buy your shoes like two sizes bigger so you could fit your foot <laughs> yes, with three yes. socks? Yes. <laughs> Because I've done that before when I'm cold, you know, to try to double up, and it's like it doesn't fit in the shoe. Well, it became it became such a trend that they actually started selling them in like you know twos and threes, so you could buy your like three pair of um of of uh, neons. That's crazy how like like fashion does that to to companies to want to make something based on something. Because I remember when I was younger, not that far young, but like. We used to like because there were no ankle socks yet, so we would pull our long socks. Yeah, we would pull your ankle them back. And fold it up fold backwards. Them. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> because there were oh, no, there's no ankle socks. All the yeah. socks went up past your ankle. Yeah, and then, because like, it's unacceptable to to see your socks. Apparently, and, I don't know and, why that was. The trend. Yeah, yeah, that that was a thing. And then, <laughs> then they started making ankle socks like ten years later. Okay, well now and now going way, going way way back like before the '80s sock thing, when I was a little kid, it was the '70s sock thing, and it was white athletic socks that had a colored like three colored bands around the yeah. top, and you would wear your shorts and you would wear the socks and you would pull the socks all the way up oh, to yes, your you knees, can like, show it off as they would go, <laughs> and, and you would wear, you would proudly wear your 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 like giant socks. <laughs> do you guys remember the um the company american apparel they like went out of business a few years ago but like when um i was in college they came out with like a lot of those socks and then like with just extra versions of them like like knee high thigh high versions yes. of those socks I definitely wore those, like, for, like, college parties, like, costume parties, you know, with, like, a bodysuit or something like that. Just, like... And like, finally, you... it's just, like, a onesie sock. Just like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Put your arms in. It's just, like, a sausage casing. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> what are we about socks? How do we get here? <laughs> okay, well, let's see this You like the sets, you know? It's like a, it's it's a All right, aside, aside from Adidas, which I think I'm a comp on day one when it decides to release. I, I was very skeptic when it came out, like, when it, it announced. And then I looked at it, like, once, twice, three times, four times. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, okay, I really want this. <laughs> I really... Really want this. Now, did you see the did you see the picture the of, of like shoeception? So Lego has made a, a shoe, a, a Lego shoe based on an Adidas shoe, and then Adidas has now made a shoe based on the Lego shoe. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. yes. That, I definitely want the actual shoe. 
that I, that I know I definitely want. Out of all the of all of the Adidas collabs so far, I think that's the one I want the most. Well, most of the other Adidas collabs have been Adidas have been for kids. I think it's right. Oh, the last two. Well, the last one wasn't the the, the plain colored ones. Yeah, they're just the bright. That's like the yeah. Yeah, I mean those are pretty mm-hmm. pretty. I guess for a lot of people who aren't. I guess Urban Outfitters. Sorry, this is my this is my fashion sense. Fashion forward are gonna want to have this plain colors. Hey, those black mm-hmm. ones are clean. Yeah, I call black them like clean. favorite shoes. They look like yeah. like <laughs> right. The the shoes I like. Yeah, I like. But as far as like clothing goes and stuff, I guess they haven't really done anything though, have they? That's really Levi's that's done it. And then that's Levi. Like, there was like a whole Ninjago. There was like a Ninjago um, for kids like clothesline that just yeah. got announced not too long ago. Oh, yeah. I was wondering that when that like, was it was like the the style was like very like Ed Hardy kind of style. Yeah, I, I mean you know, you know how fashion kind of repeats itself in like twenty years. Oh, so are we gonna go back to early two thousands? Because I'm not looking forward to that. Because <laughs> that's that, that is that's that's Ed Hardy. That's affliction. That's you know the very bro type of fashion. When are, when are Jenko jeans going to come back? <laughs> I hope never because I don't I don't think we need to have pants that don't fit us ever again, Flynn. Like I don't think that needs to happen. Like we're we're I think we're still I, I think like the kids are, are are going away from the super tight jeans. I think that's that's Yeah, that, that is happening. But yeah. no, I think yes, it's going finally. away. I think it's going away. I hope it's going away. Well, I was so surprised. You know, you're saying fashion repeats itself because of course I was as a kid in the 70s, it was like all bell bottoms, right? But bell bottoms were like kind of more like tighter to the knee and then like flared out. Mm-hmm. And then so I like the first time I saw Jenko jeans, I was like, what did you like take a circus tent and just like <laughs> sew some legs into them? And then, and then yeah, cool. yes, like, that's the answer. And my friend's like, dude, you can hold an entire wine bottle in the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is that a good pants. thing? Like, how is that? <laughs> You're gonna accidentally sit on it. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Jenko jeans. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me get us out of this. We're talking about retro, <laughs> Palladio typewriter. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I like that transition. That's good. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. That was smooth. <laughs> yes. So, Flynn, like, uh, you recently did. Okay, I, I just want to say I really like the way you review sets on live stream. Oh, thanks. Because it's 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 different. Like everybody when they when they review a set. No matter what it is, no matter like Lego, Brickmania, whatever, they curate and edit and they plan and they make a finished product in like three, four minutes. But you are able to like break it down and span it over a live stream for however long you could be able to do it. And you, you're able to dive into it <laughs> really, really well to the point that it's actually interesting to watch. Well, thank you so much. I got to say, like, we've only done, we did the Everyone is Awesome set before this one, but this was the first really big set we've ever received um, well, to review. It, it, it looks like I saw the Everyone is Awesome set. I know you don't like to do videos. <laughs> you like to live stream. Yeah. Um, but the way you did it, like, this time around, I, I guess the last one too, but this one was, like, well done. <laughs> oh, wow. I super appreciate that because I was so nervous. I was like, this is new territory for us. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I don't know. People seem to like time-lapse videos. So, like, I made a time-lapse of building the entire model um, and just kind of showed it while we were talking about it. Because, I don't know, I feel like to try to review... 
I don't know. So I was in video game journalism for a long time, um, many years ago, and I, um, I've there was such like a like you were saying like there's such a rush to like condense like you know you get the game code and then you want to enjoy playing the game. And you can't because you're being forced to like play it so quickly and like get through it so that you can talk about it. Um, to have the ability to um, just casually build it without being on a live stream because it's easy to get distracted. And I'll tell you that um, that uh, typewriter, you do not want to be distracted when you're building it. It takes focus especially the first three bags mm -hmm. when you're setting up the keyboard, it takes a lot of focus mm -hmm. to make sure it doesn't screw up. And I was actually able to like really enjoy the build and remember the cool parts of the build. And then by watching the, the time-lapse video while we were talking about it, it kind of reminded me. And then I didn't have to spend, you know, like two weeks, like trying to figure out everything I was going to say about it. I just kind of riffed on what yeah. I was seeing and what yeah. I could remember. Yeah. Genius. I mean, like, Genius. you Thank also you. have, like, a lot of, like, knowledge base on parts, building techniques, and, you know, so it's, like, you're kind of coming at the table already with, like, a wealth of information that you can kind of compare to and share and whatnot, too, so I think that's that's really awesome. I really like that you, I, I like that when you talk about sets, they're very, like, you talk about the parts themselves, the uniqueness of them, the building style, yeah. Well, we really, yeah. I mean, that's I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we we approach Lego from an art standpoint, yes. like mm -hmm. from a, from an art point of view. Mm -hmm. We've I know I mean we talk about this all the time, but we both come from theater backgrounds, mm -hmm. so um, that is how we approached Lego when we first started building mocks. We were like, okay, well, it's just like a theater set, right? Like you just yeah. got to have all of the essential things. That mm -hmm. you would have, and that's really every time we build a mock, that's what we're doing. We're just building another theater set, and that's why mm -hmm. storytelling is such an important part of mm -hmm. most of our, you know, most of the mocks we make have a have a pretty heavy storytelling element to them. I think. Well, I think that's what makes them a lot more successful. I like, you know, Lego is a medium, and we all use it in different ways. You know, however we, you know, we see fit. But I remember, like in in school, like in architecture school if when it came to critique and you were articulating your set at the end, no matter how sleep deprived you were, you know, however long you stayed up, if you didn't have a story to go along with it, if you didn't have a defense essentially of your design process and intentions with it, which is also a story within itself, you know, you create that, you know, then it was, it would, it would fail. It would, it couldn't hold because it couldn't withstand like the questioning and the critique. It doesn't matter like how it looks like it, it like, you know, independently, it just, it, it had to have the rest of it with it. Well, I think that's important, you know, is like directness, directness of storytelling. Like when, when we were on Lego masters, I remember um, the, you know, Brickmaster Amy and Brickmaster Jamie, like one of the things they, that they really were on was about storytelling and they would tell us, um, okay, so when we come around, when they would come around to do the judging, they were like, okay, you can tell the judges what the story is of your model in like a couple sentences, like make it, make it fast. And what they really, uh, um, really said to us was that the model should speak for itself. Like the, like if it's, if it's a, if it's a good story, then you'll be able to tell what that story is by looking at it without a long, with like out a, a super long explanation. And I think like that is, I mean, you know, that's obviously in a competition setting. 
Um, and, um, and I don't, and I do believe that, um, I don't know. I think like when I first started building, I went onto Eurobricks and I was fascinated that, that people created these like entire narratives around, um, their pieces, almost like writing a book. Like they would just write these elaborate stories based on, and it sort of turned the, um, turned the mocks into like um, illustrations from a book, right? Like here's the illustration of the scene happening and now here's the story. And I like that version of it too. Um, but I think especially in a, in where we are now with Lego, where, where like Instagram is kind of like the thing, like we don't have um, uh, Flickr isn't so much of a thing anymore, which is a shame really because Instagram, you just can't um, get the kind of detail that you can, you know, like you can on Flickr, you can go, you can look at a picture, you can pull in close up, you can look at all those details. And on Instagram, you have a little square. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of changed the way um, that you can, and you can't really, and you can kind of have a story, but it's, I think it's, you know, people are just scrolling, right? Yeah. So you kind of adjust the way you build, I think, to the, to the medium that you're, you know, that you're using. I felt like in Flickr too, there were a lot of storytelling. Like there was, there was a lot. Like I know the custom military figure side. Like they just have a photo of a minifigure, and there's a lot of story behind that. And they they do so much with customing it, like customizing them. Yeah. And then you, they have these little factions and little military, like apocalyptic type of feels everywhere. And they have this storyline that you create this world and you project it out on Flickr. And then I feel like in Instagram, you don't really see that anymore. Well, I, yeah. And I, Not it, really. It, no. in, yeah. And in Instagram, it's almost like you have to treat, hmm, you almost have to treat your, your builds like a one frame comic. Yeah, right? like somebody should be able to see it and go, oh, that's what. So that guy's running away, and that guy's chasing him with an axe. Right, that's the story or whatever. Um, and not so much. Uh, you can't so much rely on on all the words. So it's interesting how the how the depending on how what medium you use that you have yeah. to kind of adjust your your way of storytelling um, to to that medium. I'm curious that like, you know, obviously I went to school like however many years ago, if they're still teaching it that way. Do you know what I mean? If that's still like same thought process where like the story needs is what carries like the model or if that's like a different school of thought with especially with social media in the way that like our, uh, you know, the generations after us are changing and, you know, and we're getting so much more information. It's like I what I, this is totally side tangent, not what we're planning on talking about, but like I'm just thinking like what. <laughs> how does the built environment like change, you know, and like, how is the next generation of architects and designers like being taught to do that? Like it's a really old school field. So it takes a really long time for things to change in it. It's got a lot of gatekeeping with it. And so I'm just really curious, like if, if, if the, um, you know, the way that we intake information and the way that we use our different uh, mediums is going to change over time. I'm not sure though. It will eventually. <clears throat> that just made me think sure. of how storytelling kind of left music for me like mm -hmm. yeah. rap these days is not storytelling anymore but that's what mm -hmm. i like yeah yeah so bring it back Andrew. bring it back straight up well i mean that <laughs> was like you know especially in the, like in the the 70s was like the time of the storytelling song like mm -hmm. they would give you a full-on like beginning mm -hmm. middle and end story in yes. you know in those songs and now i remember 
just you know, you know, going to the, the club kind of stuff when I was in my twenties, and all of the songs had just turned into, you know, can you feel it? <laughs> can you feel it? I'm like, really? That's that's it. That's all you got for me. That was <laughs> this, there's like there's it's multiple good. songs. I know one of them is by Cher, and it's quite literally like two words. It's the only. It's like the entire song, like two <laughs> words. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, yeah. How many words does that one have? It's like five. And like, she was uh, around. She was, two lines. she was also pumping out music in the seventies, right? So it's like just like storytelling songs too. Exactly, her trajectory, you know, over the years or whatever, as to how she stayed relevant. Anyway, well, you have to change with the times, and and then actually, this kind of brings it around to a Lego subject. Uh, <laughs> um, I was, um, I tried using the video app. Um, now I know I understand it's improved a little bit, but I was and I'm, okay, yeah, I'm a total old man, so whatever. But I was completely like I didn't know any of the music, like none of it. The one song I did know was Diana Ross, "I'm Coming Out," which was like appropriate and fine, <laughs> like that's great. Um, but um, and I, I think there was an Elton John song, but like a terrible Elton John song. Like yeah. John. And, um, and everything else was auto-tuned. Every <laughs> single song was oh, yeah. auto-tuned. Yeah. And I was like, Don't does anybody it. actually sing with their human voice anymore? Right. Or are we just they, like, they do. Mm-hmm. There's just few and far between and you have to go to a live concert, which who knows when we'll be able to really do that again. I mean, it's like, you don't even, get that anymore. You know, even at live shows, they have their mics auto-tuned. It's, it's horrible. That's it's what? cheating. What? It's cheating. It's cheating. If you can't sing, don't sing. That's, that's how it used to be. Well, I just yeah, think, sing out think it sets an unrealistic standard and then like flushes the market with like not actual talent and just faces and public figures. Yeah. That's well, the world now, right? For a long time, I was. Um, uh, like, I don't listen to a lot of recent music. And like back when Lady Gaga was really popular, like when she was first getting really popular and she was playing a lot of gay clubs, she had like a really big audience and like the dance music. And I was just like, oh, they're just another person who's doing, you know, like the autotune music stuff. And then I heard her sing uh, The Sound of Music on the Oscars. And like Julie Andrews actually like came up and was like, that was amazing. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like she yeah. is an epic talent. Like she's her voice so is- talented. Mm-hmm. So yeah. talented. I saw her in New York think, in that time when she was becoming popular. Like this had to have been like 2007 and she was like in a club and she just did, she sang a few of her songs um, acapella essentially. Like she just, or like, mm-hmm. told, like, and just with her on the piano. And it was, she just like shook the entire, you know, it was unbelievable. And, but like, if you didn't hear her do these offshoots, you would never guess like, and so, but, but I think, I think her brand and her face and what she's doing was very intentional from her part. Do you know what I mean? And like, and I think that's a bit to be fair to her. And maybe it's because I am biased towards her that like, (laughs) I think I, I, she's not like, she's not like your everyday. I don't know. She's, I don't know. I just, I don't want to believe that like she did it just because of the popularity. I felt like, or maybe she did it at the beginning and then it transitioned to herself because she just, she, she's become such an icon. Do you know what I mean? Over a relatively short amount of time. Very quickly. Yeah. Very yeah. quickly. I mean, she was very, like, well, you gotta also remember when she came out like into the world, like as far as her music, it was like, 
boom out of nowhere and she like got instant fame quickly because of how different she was at the time yeah yeah like very different. She's really sweet in person. I met her at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think she's our age. She's our age. Yeah, she yeah. came to my. I met a lot of because I used to work at the one in Melrose in in West Hollywood. So uh, I met a lot. I met a lot of uh, of celebrities um, in that area. It is mm-hmm. you know West Hollywood. So, but um, yeah, I mean, she's also a good transition into our next Lego set because she's a big advocate and ally. Um, yes, for the LGBTQ community, it's true. Yep. So since we're on that topic, I was just going to say how I carded Ariana Grande because I didn't know who she was. But what we can do? Go back. Go back. You. I love. Well, I didn't know who she was. That's such I an old man move. About celebrities who get like turned away from something because somebody. Because I would think as a celebrity who like you're constantly getting you know like attention attention all the time, it might kind of feel good to get like that like yeah. Oh, they well, she had like she spent like ten grand and uh, well ten grand is a lot of money and I need to see your card with an ID and I asked for an ID and she's like I don't have one and I'm like I can't sell you this and she's like you can Google me. In the most sweetest way possible. <laughs> and I was can you like, imagine okay. you don't need to carry on an ID because you can be Googled. Yeah, right. So, so that, was the, that was basically the nice way of the nice way of saying, "Don't you know who I am?" Yeah, <laughs> you, you can go. Google me. She, she was sweet. No, she was very sweet. She was trying. To, she didn't want to resort to that, but I was like, at a uh, <laughs> no. Wow, I'm gonna try that the next time I go to the Lego store. <laughs> you, you, the question you is, Google did it me. work? Yeah. Wait, why? Why is the Lego store guarding you, Flynn? Is what I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, bring, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. So back in. All right, bring it back. We love this tangent stuff. We could just go on for days like this. Um, Pride. We are in the month of June. Lego came out with a set. Uh, everyone is awesome, right? And being someone from that community, Flynn, can you explain what Pride is for those of you who are not familiar with the uh, Ooh, that's movement? A whole, that could be a whole show in itself. Yeah, but, that's, um, a, that's a weighted one. Yeah, it is a weighted one. <laughs> well, but good luck. If you, if you want to know the history, I know like what we all know of today of today as Pride, um, you know, is a celebration. It started off as a day, and then it turned into a week, and now we have a month, which is awesome. But um, I think a lot of people don't understand and know that actually what we now call pride was a started off as a riot um there was um a bar called the stonewall inn in new york uh back in the 70s it was very um and 60s and 70s it was very uh common for the police to raid uh gay bars and arrest everybody that was in uh inside and so the the um they tried to raid the Stonewall, uh, and they fought back this time. Um, and there were a lot of drag queens, a lot of uh, transgender people, uh, a lot of uh, gay people, a lot of queer people there. And they finally were like, you know what? Enough is enough. And they fought back. And so the original Pride was a riot, uh, quite literally. And, um, you know, it has since evolved. Um, into what we, uh, you know, what now what we celebrate today, but I do think it's really important for people to remember the, um, you know, where it came from and why, and it wasn't always this kind of uh, joyful, uh, you know, 
reason to wear lots of rainbow colors and go out and hang out and you know throw glitter like it was mm-hmm. it wasn't always that fun mm-hmm. um and uh i i don't know i it's easy to lose sight of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um especially uh when you know um it, it, on pride month everywhere it seems like everywhere you turn around somebody slapped a rainbow on something and they're trying mm-hmm. to sell it to you mm-hmm. um and sometimes it feels extremely disingenuous mm-hmm. and just like something else that they can put on a t-shirt and sell and then sometimes like in the case of the everyone is awesome set it feels mm-hmm. like a legitimate real move on a company's part and mm-hmm. to have a company the size of Lego, the largest toy company in the world, um, put out a set that that pretty much straight up says like, "Hey, this community is valid, and we we see you, and we appreciate our fans." Mm-hmm. Like that is, I just can't. It's can't be overstated. Like what a huge deal that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, some might say, "Well, it's a shame that it has to be a big deal. Why does it have to be a big deal?" You know, like, why couldn't it just be, that's cool. But, you know, we're, we live in the times that we live in, right? In the world that we live in. Yeah. And it's a, it's a huge statement on Lego's part and I applaud them. And, um, you know, I've seen the people say that they think it's a money grab on Lego's part. And I say to those people, you know, um, the story, you know, like do your homework, like find out the story behind the set, like that t-shirt on Mm -hmm. like in the pile of other t-shirts at Michael's with a rainbow on it. Like you're, you can do your homework on that and you're not going to find anything. Yeah. It's not going to go very far. Mm -hmm. Right. Like do your homework on this Lego set. It was designed by Matthew Ashton, the openly gay vice senior vice president of design at Mm -hmm. Lego. I mean, he's way up there. This is somebody who has created um, a ton of Lego think monster fighters mm-hmm. was something that he pitched like back before he was a senior VP. He created Unikitty. That is like his what? creation. Um, nice. Plus a ton of other stuff, but he created this mm-hmm. set. Um, he was moving offices at Lego and wanted to create a, an office decoration for himself. And so he created this set and a lot of um, the employees at Lego were like, Hey, this is, really cool and an Mm -hmm. important thing do you think we could do a set of it and and they did (laughs) and so i think it's important to um you know just like it's important to do your homework on what pride is it's Mm -hmm. also good to do your homework on you know where are these you know where is the messaging coming from is it really coming from a money grab or is it really coming from a sincere place and in this case i think it's really coming from a sincere place from somebody Mm -hmm. who who knows what they're talking about also, Honestly, I think like it's, it's kind of ignorant to say it's a money grab because Lego is a company, so everything they do is for money. So sort of, but, so but, you could say that, but then like, but but companies, you know, a lot of companies, a it, yeah, a lot, well, a lot of, you know, I say this coming from living in the Bay Area, where there's a lot of very modern tech companies that challenge themselves and challenge like their HR departments and their operations departments and their diversity departments, they have those things, you know what I mean? And they like, they really try to evaluate the people. There's a position called head of people, you know, which is theoretically like someone who's out there 
to take care of the employees, right? So like, and Lego is one of those types of companies as well. They're really, you know, in the same kind of vein as to the statement that they make out in as a company is a reflection of the company itself, which is a lot of the reason why they don't do a lot of religious sets, a lot of military sets. It's, these are conscious decisions. Like if they made a church set, there's, the population of people globally speaking that would buy a set like that is incredibly lucrative, but they've consciously made that decision to not support that because it's not within their brand values. Church and state is separate in, in Scandinavia. That's very, very a huge part of like that part of the world and their identity in terms of that. So like, why would Mm -hmm. they do that? And so this is a very conscious decision, even if Matthew Ashton wasn't part of it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's like the nail on in in the coffin or whatever that's like the worst analogy but i'm saying it's like that's like the cherry on top because but like you know what i mean because it's like as a company as old as them who is so vividly aware of their public image to the point of almost detriment sometimes this Mm -hmm. was a very conscious decision so Um, if they if they would have never seen that set on his desk do you think they would have still made it Oh, that I don't know. I mean, that's like a hypothetical. Or something close to that. Like, yeah, you know. I think if somebody, I mean, obviously they're open to it, but I I think there's no doubt that the fact that, you know, he's the vice president of design had a lot to do. I'm sure that's a big push to put behind something, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. a big check, you know, check mark in the box. But, you know, they could have also easily said, no, we don't want to touch that. We don't want to go there. And, um, but they, you know, they did. And that would they have been have. the safer, yeah, that would have been the safer route. You know what I mean? That would have been the conservative safer route and they didn't. And that's why it's like such a good thing. One, well, I was, yeah. I was really impressed because, you know, um, of course there are detractors and I've, and I've definitely seen the negativity out there. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I, I uh, you know, and the, of course the biggest thing I saw was, oh, well, you said you were never going to make a political set. And actually, Lego on Twitter said to somebody, this isn't a political statement. This is about human rights for everybody. Yeah. yeah I think that's, I think it's the U.S. that has made it, made this political. Do you know what I mean? I think this is, that's yes. like how, that's like one thing that we've done. Unfortunately, do you know what I mean? I think there's other countries, especially in Europe, where they've, they're maybe a few years ahead of us when it comes to like separating this out. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like. I mean, I mean, yes and no, because I mean, look at Poland, where there are cities actively saying we are a no LGBTQ zone. Like they are literally like saying like there are no gays, like, you know, and there's and there's other places I know that are not going to there are countries that will not sell this set. Fundamentally, um, it's against their like their their values. I did yeah, not know that. I know that it happened. I believe it's in Poland, but also just today I read in Hungary they passed a uh, a law that you are not allowed to discuss anything about the LGBTQ community with with children. So nothing. You cannot say anything. And so this set could be construed as like propaganda to kids. I'm Boy. sorry. Is communism back? <laughs> That is not, it's not the only place where that's a thing. Like we, I mean, you know, America may have a problem with politicizing it, but we're also in a much better place here than we are than in a lot of it. Like the Ukraine is that's, you know, they are, they are beating and jailing gay people. I would, I do want to plug one of my favorite places on earth, which is Israel, which is one of the biggest supporters of 
the gay community. And um, it is very important for people to realize that that part of the world is not one to like shun over and look over lightly because of current events. It's like very important to realize that like, I don't know, I I don't want to turn this episode into that. But that is like a very big deal that I think people should realize that like we have a lot of places in the world that are not supportive of the LGBTQ communities. And then we have those that are and those shouldn't be like taken for granted. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah there's um, <clears throat> we should be glad for any any place that is going to be um, forward thinking about people's basic human rights. Yep. Like the and and to be. I don't know to discriminate 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 against somebody because of who they choose to love is you know you know pretty I don't Unfathomable. know it's a sad state of affairs yeah. you know like mind your own business do your own thing it's not hurting you so just find something else you know yeah you've got bigger issues probably to deal with exactly yeah. I mean, there are, there are some people even within the Lego group who have uh, not necessarily outwardly, but have really gone against that. I mean, I saw some things on Instagram stories and stuff like that where the but like boxer are being punched in um, in the same exact spot. <laughs> it's pretty obvious what happened there. And then like other things like where friends of friends of friends are openly against it. So like it's, it's it is sad to see that even with something so innocent. And something that means causes no harm to anybody is yeah. being utilized to uh, as a as ammunition to yeah. go against the community. If that makes sense. Well, you know, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Like, I'm not going to buy the shoe, but I'm not going to go out and be like, the shoe is the worst thing that they've ever done. I hate the shoe. And anybody who likes the shoe is horrible. I mean, isn't that all Ninjago and Bionicle fans? I'm oh sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I mean, like, honestly, like, how stupid does that sound? It's it's absurd. It's absurd to get so upset over a kid's toy. And it's like, I don't want my kids playing with that. Okay, don't buy it. That's like your decision to make as an adult or as a parent. That is your decision. You know, I may not agree with it, but that is your decision to make. And it's like, you don't like, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, so I'm really curious, though, like, I've heard like, people commenting just like, just kind of like ever so slightly being like, you know, it's not that interesting of a build or, you know, and, or like the sets aren't, or like, about it. yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's not, it's I, do you want to like ever, I like kind of want to shake the person and be like, that's not the point. This wasn't supposed this is not the typewriter. This is not supposed to be a new feat of engineering genius. This is something else entirely, you know? And anyway, but I've definitely heard a lot of that, which I thought was kind of weird. Well, mm-hmm. we also got to say on the, on the, other end of that spectrum all the creativity that people have been using utilizing the set for i it's have, amazing <laughs> i gotta say like and it and i'm sure it has a lot to do with just like who i follow on instagram and twitter and all that kind of stuff but when this set came out i couldn't believe the response that i saw i mean like like jimmy kimmel did a piece on it like there like there was a whole thing on that it was in the newspaper like i did an interview with the guardian uk about it um, and it was, it seemed to be like a bit, it, 
you know, everywhere in a way that a lot, like I don't see a lot of other sets appear in, you know, like sort of Definitely. across like that. And then, um, like Claire, like you were saying, I was, or, or I'm sorry, um, like Shy, like you were saying, the the creativity people have, like I've never seen so many people modding a set before. Like I've seen, yeah. you know, you know, Rainbow Darth Vader and Rainbow Robots and Rainbow Dinosaurs and um, Rainbow have, you seen the the village, have you seen the Village People? That one's also very. Yeah, good. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. So well, and so we launched actually. Um, a rainbow build challenge on Instagram that's still going on for the whole month um, and inspired by that set. And so you just build something that has a rainbow in it and it can be pride related or it can just be rainbow related or whatever. Like the point was just to kind of like flood um, Instagram with color and, and fun and creativity. And, you know, you can read, you could redo the set if you wanted to, you could go a completely entirely different direction if you wanted to. And, you know, what the, you know, we did the rainbow build challenge hashtag. And when I, I guess it had already been used before, but it only had about like 25 or 30, you know, actual whatever pictures Picture. using that tag. Yeah, and now post. there's over 500, which the is, AT is my favorite. What is the ATAT? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Oh, the that Your one Ollie that's my that. favorite that's <laughs> there's my been favorite. actually quite a few star wars uh um star mm-hmm. wars related ones that i thought was really great and, well, and, yeah, and tech did the mosaic of the 501st trooper as well yeah, yes. yeah that was yeah. great yeah yes. that was great just seeing all of the creativity and and the support you know I, it's mm-hmm. really it's important i think one of the things that we we all really hope for in this world is to feel seen and to feel like we're all part of a of the the bigger picture and and you know seeing yourself reflected in popular culture is is huge and i you know i being gay um for like my entire life you know the thing that you always hear is like somebody will say well oh you know my my wife and i went down to the mall with the kids and we like bought some lego sets and then somebody be like oh my husband and i went and i'm this is i've seen this happen on facebook like more than once and this happened when i was working in video games about video games too all you have to do is go in and i go in and say oh well you know my husband and i and all of a sudden, it's why are you bringing sexuality into this? I was like, you just said that you went. So you mean like, why am I bringing sexuality that's not your sexuality into this? They're and I think people insecure. forget that. So, like, the entire world is completely focused yep. at a, at a heterosexual mindset. So. Mm-hmm that's what they see as normal and every day. And they don't even think about it as sexuality. And when people say that to me, especially about Lego, like I've seen some people get really, you know, like trashed online for, for posting rainbow flag stuff or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, why are you bringing sexuality into it? And I was like, have you ever seen a Lego set? There are Lego babies, um, yeah. you know, friends, there are parents there's and children, with children. Yeah. And there's I, like, I was like, they didn't hatch them. No, 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 look, it, I, I think I, I don't even think it's honestly like the world is sexualized and within the narrow mindset of one populace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and it doesn't even reflect not just the LGBTQ community, but also like, I don't, I don't feel represented. Do you know what I mean? As a woman, like, and like, I don't, I don't feel like, like the, the 
the like minifigure with like massive cleavage is like the way that I, you know I, like are there's like different like I don't like the way that that's like portrayed either you know and a lot right. of people have um like also like my like entire like identity is tied to being Middle Eastern and I don't I don't see anybody like that, you know, in, in the Lego sets and that Mm -hmm. it is, it's fine. I mean, it is what it is. And we can talk about that later, but like, I, it's just, it's literally like the foundation and the structure and our work systems and our social structures and our conversations are completely based around one entire mindset. And if you, if you even like touch it a little bit or just like poke it, you're going to get a reaction, like a, an, an opposing reaction to it. And you're going to be vilified for even just like having a conversation about it. Well, yeah. well, I think when everything is aimed at you and everything you see um, completely um, like agrees with your values all the time, it's easy to um, take for granted that there are actually other things in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I see that. Well, it's also like you don't want to know that. Like people don't want to know that they're hurting other people, and it's like it's kind of like a it's like a hard pill to swallow. I think a little bit mm-hmm. as well. It's like when you're like, well, I'm a good person, and I give to charity, and I care about other people, and I defend my family, and I do these things. You know, I work hard, and then to be told that like you're the way that you're operating could be hurting other people. I think that's very very difficult. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and, but again, I think that, that all, it's a cycle, right? That all comes from the fact that everything has been aimed at them. Everything they've seen their whole life, um, you know, completely confirms their worldview. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's a different thing. And I don't know. I, um, I just, I, I prefer, you know, like we talked a lot about, you know, like the, the, some of the negativity of it, but I just, I prefer to find the joy in it. And I prefer to find the, mm-hmm. the, the happiness and all of these things that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I've found an incredibly supportive community within the, within the Lego building. Very community. much so. Okay. And I'll tell you, like, it was not lost on me or on either of us, on either Richard or I, that we were, going to be a gay married couple on a national television show on the on the fox network like that was not lost on us at all and i will say fox network and fox news are not the same thing they're like it's a separate entity but still it is you know you guys are my wife's favorite by the way last season (laughs) oh that's awesome thank you um but you know that was that was uh and i really i gotta tell you before the show came out Mm -hmm. I had a lot of anxiety surrounding mm-hmm. what the blowback was going to be on it and what, you know, like, um, and, you know, I've been dealing with bullies all my life. So yeah. I, I, I have a certain set of armor, you know, mm-hmm. against that kind of stuff, but it doesn't mean that like reading hateful things about yourself online doesn't hurt sometimes, you know? Yeah. Also um, national television is like just a different platform. Yeah. And, and I will say that I, um, I feel very fortunate in that we did not suffer a lot of, um, you know, like a few things. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably stuff out there that I haven't seen and would be horrified if I did. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like nobody with a very, very few exception exceptions have like straight up come onto our social media and tried to start anything or yeah. kind of like, you know, be a jerk. But, that's good. That's really good. That's, I mean, that's saying a lot. That's already things are 
better. Because let's say like 15 years ago that or 10 years ago, even five years ago, that might not have been the case. Oh, no. And like yeah. I said, I went through this all. It's it's yeah. interesting, like seeing this thing, these conversations happen on these Lego groups, like the why are you bringing sexuality into it, that kind of thing, um, were the same exact arguments used when I was in the video game industry. Um, you know, and the uh, it's it, it was like seeing the same script being played out over again, like mm-hmm. the same comments, the same comebacks, the same uh, excuses and questions. And it was it was just it was very interesting seeing uh, when I first started in Lego, seeing those kinds of things. But like I said, since we've been on the show, um, I feel like or at least I hope I like to think that maybe we change some people's minds. Like maybe, you know, they just saw like an ordinary couple who loves each other building Lego together. And like, that's enough. I was going to ask, like, did you. Did you, before going on, did you feel like a sense of responsibility as, you know, you were kind of put on this platform, almost like, you know. <sighs> no, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, I felt more. I felt more of that after the fact, mm. to be perfectly honest, because mm-hmm. it, it was so much. Mm-hmm. like just the experience itself was so much that there was hardly time to think about anything than like what was happening in that exact moment. Oh, like, good it, thing. It, it was yeah. just like constant mm-hmm. concept, but you know, de- but there, you know, like I said, there were definitely those times where I was like, uh, I mean, just as a human, like just going, Oh, I gotta be, you know, I need to, to represent, you know, my community and my yeah. people and, and, also knowing at the same time that there's no way that I can adequately represent an entire community. Like that's yeah. just not, that's Possible. not a thing any one person can do yeah. or any one couple can do. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, and I, I think I also, cause I'm definitely like white presenting, but mm-hmm. um, I'm actually mixed race. Mm-hmm. And like my dad's whole side of the family is all Cuban and Puerto Rican. So, um, you know, I have, I have all that going on and I did, you know, wonder for a while, like, I hope that people just don't see like those two white gay guys. Like I Mm -hmm. hope that they see like, again, just two people who care about each other, enjoying a hobby together. Right. And that was, that's what what I was really hoping would be the takeaway. And then, and then when the show came out and we went to, um, we went to Bricks Cascade and I had, a lot of people stop me and tell me how meaningful it was to them that we were on the show and like thanking us for representing and, you know, a, um, a you know, Bruce's group, Gayfuls, you know, they like presented us with a, a visibility award, you know, like they made these really great Lego trophies for us. And it was, um, I don't know. It was, it was very meaningful. And, and I, I am, I feel fortunate that we meant that to people because that wasn't necessarily like our intention going in and not that we didn't think about it again. It was just that there was so much going on, yeah. like cameras and Im- and input. Yeah, exactly. Producers and you're building yeah. and there's a clock and Will Arnett and Jamie and Amy and like all of it. And it's like kind of just trying to process all of that 
And then also through the lens of being a good representative for your community was mm-hmm. sometimes a, like more than my brain could handle. Sure. That award is awesome. Sorry. I like totally keep cutting Chai and Ninja off, but that's like, that's like the, it's almost like that's the lifetime achievement award in the Lego community equivalent. Do you know what I mean? It's like you are, you have represented your community and you, you kind of like you've hit your ceiling plan. It's like, that's it. There's only, you know, it's, it's, that's no, that's actually, that's amazing. Um, because like, I can only imagine like even like the three people that have told me a few more being like, it's so great seeing like a female YouTube content creator, like on Lego. Like, I love it. There's so few, like, it's so amazing. Like you've inspired me to do my channel. Like that's literally the best thing anyone could say. I can only imagine Mm -hmm. like, the the kind of like just the that like apple or that like pit you probably felt like you're like the you just like the swelling heart feeling you know what I mean and like when someone told you that or when you were presented with that award well well and then you know I have to say like the the award was great and I don't know I've had since we started our channel I've actually had multiple parents reach out to me and say you know um my my kid who I watch the show with, like we know we watch your YouTube show with came out to me recently and we are so grateful that we have you, you know, we're so grateful that we have you guys as role models and you've created such a a great space for them to feel safe Mm -hmm. enough that they could come and tell me that. And that's happened on more than one occasion. That's incredible. And I feel like, you know, you know, if you can reach one person, then you've, then you've done something like you've you've reached a goal but to be able to to reach multiple people and and you know the platform that lego masters gave us to be able to do that mm-hmm. um i'm i'll always be grateful for that yeah that's a big deal that's a really big deal and the the community that you're fostering online and in the youtube space is so the tricky look yeah, it's so necessary. Um, the YouTube community is not the same as the Instagram Lego community. It is like not as diverse in all senses of that word. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really nice. It's really nice that you guys are here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know a better way to end this episode <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I was just i was i guess i'll just cut it here because that was beautiful um i'm about to cry and <laughs> i claire's can't if you can't see anything claire looks like she's crying yeah um, just a little bit just a little bit so um yeah i mean i i will say like like personally um i'm not i'm not gay but my best friend is and it took him 14 years, I think, from when I when – when's our 20-year reunion, Claire? Two years from now? Yeah, yep. 14 years. So 14 years. I knew from day one that he was. But he if – you're, if you're listening to this, Eric, which I, I know you're not. I still love you. Um, <laughs> he's one of those people who, who, who wanted a, a nuclear family. I guess you would say, you know, wife, pick, wife, kid, um, kids, wife, picket fence, that type of deal. Yeah. Um, that, at least that's what we, we told ourselves um, just because we never wanted to push a subject. And then uh, 
two years ago now, I guess you would say, because I'm not, I'm not even, I'll just say last year, 2020 doesn't count. 2019, he <laughs> finally came, he finally sat my wife and I down, which, uh, you know, and, and he finally told us. And we, I guess, we, we kind of just brushed it off like, yeah, that's cool. We knew that from the very beginning. Thank you for finally telling us we were some eat. Because <laughs> we were like, we always knew. Uh, we never wanted to push it, but we, we didn't, we didn't really appreciate the moment that he, you know, that, that, that moment that he, that, that, that coming out moment that he was either dreading or looking forward to saying this entire time. And we, we were just like, cool <laughs> that's nice let's go eat and and re- i never really until recently did i kind of not appreciate the moment from when it happened if you know what i mean because i know it's a big it's a very big deal and i kind of just kind of brush it aside not negligently like i don't care it's like yeah we knew we we, we care for you no matter what you know cool <laughs> love you anyways but like I, I never really you know sat there and like you know gave him a hug like a deep deep hug or uh you know like and and really just dove into the emotion that was at the moment if that makes sense well no it absolutely and i think it also you know for anybody who does have some, you know a friend who comes out to them like just do realize that it's it's a big enough deal to them that they feel like they have to sit you down to talk to you about it. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and, um, and, and at the same time, you know, we, that's the, that's really like, I mean, like, yes, we want the hug, but that's also the reaction that we hope for. At least I, you know, I would have, I would have hoped for when I came out in the eighties because it was not like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I would have been able to say, you know, like, Hey, by the way, I'm gay. And everybody said, that's cool, man. Not a problem. Let's go yeah. get something to eat. Like I wish that had been the response. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, your, re- your response was your response, but don't, you know, don't, don't feel bad about it. Give yeah. The next time you see him, you know, <laughs> like, um, to, I apologize later, but I never really kind of just <laughs> like, appreciate i didn't appreciate the moment that's what i guess what i'm trying to say well and i think too i think people you know um people who are coming out need to also you know remember that like the person they're telling they're telling this to is going to have emotion an emotional reaction too and it may you know it may be range from that's cool to you know oh my gosh this is the most amazing thing let's go put on a boa and go to the clubs you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. like i'm putting you on a pedestal like this is great (laughs) by the way i love partying in weho it's the it's way better than hollywood (laughs) i've absolutely had both reactions like um for sure i was like cool anyway can you grab me a drink like over there like or something you know like i like the conversation like continued and then it was like like oh my god let's throw a party like this is the biggest thing to celebrate this is amazing and it also like you know you just gotta read the room and see what your friend wants you know what i mean what what they want to hear so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Okay, okay. I guess I'll end it here now for sure. You're not a bad person, shy. Is that what you want to hear? No, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm sorry.
I just wanted to say it because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I wanted to at least shout out my, my best friend. Shout out to Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Um, once again, if you, you know, enjoyed the episode, write it somewhere, <laughs> whether it be here or in a, one of the uh, commentable podcast yep. channels out there. Like, I think the only ones Apple, Apple Podcasts and uh, mm-hmm. uh, iHeartRadio. The other ones mm-hmm. you can't comment. But Thank you again, Flynn, for joining us today. This was such a great episode. I, mm-hmm. I, I have, I have no words. It's, it was, it was great. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to get to, to share screens with all of you. And and yeah. and funny enough, like unlike most people that um, I've met through the online community, Shy and I had <laughs> like had run-ins in the past when we were on Lego Masters. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to disclose that information publicly. <laughs> so that was the reason why I didn't say anything till now because I no longer worked there. So at, in the beginning, I wasn't allowed to disclose that. So, yeah, that's also. awesome though. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so that was. So, am I allowed to tell? Can I tell the story? Yeah, you can say it now. You can say it now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> when we were on Lego Masters, we would go to the Lego store almost every weekend, and Shy was there. And I didn't even make this connection, by the way, until like two days ago when you like posted something about it on Instagram. I was oh, like, yeah, because I sold hey, you that set. You're that Ninjago guy that set. made me buy the Ninjago City Docks. You made me. I, I was I was a good salesman. Yeah, <laughs> I sold my store like it was cool. Yeah. No, I will never forget because it was like it was like Black Friday weekend and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff was about to go on sale and I was and it was between Apocalypse Apocalypseburg and the Ninjago City Docks and I already had Ninjago City and I had told him it was like my like the, my favorite build I've ever mm-hmm. I've ever done and I love oh, the yeah. Disney Castle but like it had so much more storytelling and like, there was just a lot of stuff going on in it that I really loved. And he was like, you need to get, just get the docs, just get the docs. And I was like, Oh really? Why? And he's like, I'm not going to say, but just get it now. And what he knew that I didn't know and, and couldn't have known was that it was going to be, um, not going to be around anymore mm-hmm. and that with black friday weekend was pretty much going to be the end of ninjago city docks like because they were going to sell out what they had and like that was it and i bought it and i had to take it out of the box and stick it in a bag to get it on the plane home <laughs> after lego masters because we had so much crap <laughs> but it was like a hundred percent worth it and i'm so glad uh i'm so glad i made you i'm so glad you made me make that decision <laughs> I do that a lot with a lot of apples that came into my store. Yeah, I mean, we're your target demographic. You're like, I'll Perfect. sell you anything. It's like, we were probably going to buy something already, but still, thank no, you. No, I'm going to make you buy some. I'll upsell an apple just because I am also an apple and I right. know what right. you want. You know the secret you just, language. You just need that extra push. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I won't lie. I wanted Shai's attention just like the littlest bit because like I went in with um, with Boone and Mel and mm-hmm. Iceberg and they like already had established channels and they were like and Shai was like oh is that, hey Boone I recognize you and I'm like oh Iceberg and I was like hey I'm on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> Don't forget me. <laughs> wait, so wait, did you not have did you not have a YouTube channel before Lego Masters? No. We oh, didn't have it. a YouTube okay. channel until lockdown started. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I actually sat backstage with Boone and Mel and discussed whether or not we should um, start a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly that it was right when all the COPPA stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was right because the two of them, I remember the two of them freaking out about it um, in the dressing room or in our trailer. And I was like, oh, well, He's like, yeah, I, th- I was like, I thought about maybe we should because of the show, like maybe we should do a YouTube channel, but what would we do? Yeah. And now here we are like yeah, 200 and, you know, 48 episodes later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I guess we found something to do. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. I'm, you figured out something to talk about. Those streamers, for yeah. YouTube streamers who primarily just stream, mm-hmm. I think you guys have like done it. Like you guys are like succeeding, you're growing. Oh, People yeah. love the community you've built. Like for a streamer, that is very hard yeah. on YouTube. Well, very hard. Well, we definitely have a smaller community than a lot of other places. Like we've, um, you know, we don't have 10,000 subscribers or anything like that. We're a pretty, you know, very small uh, number numbers wise in like in the YouTube universe, like anywhere else, you know, like 2000 people like being subscribed to your channel would probably be a big deal, except for YouTube where that's like a drop in the bucket. But um, but we all but we have a very dedicated community yeah, <clears throat> and a very tight knit community um, in a way that I think is hard to do when you maybe have a, a channel that is so huge that you um, you don't get that kind of personal interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try very hard to um, be very engaged with our community in the chat while we're streaming and, you know, to the, mm-hmm. to the point that, where. Yeah. Mm-hmm when we do these build challenges, a lot of the people, I know their builds now, like they've been building build challenges for us for like a year and I can recognize their style. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so good. You can, I, I wonder fun. if you can probably even see them improve over time as well with like more practice and stuff skills, as well. Bro, yeah. Oh, sure. Like, cause yeah. we like, and we also, we did some, um, uh, like how to videos. Like we have a series mm-hmm. of like seven or eight ones we did like, window treatments we did oceans and mountains and Mm -hmm. lettering and we did one on photography on mock photography and every time we would do those i would see the effects of those on Mm -hmm. the on the people's builds and i've definitely seen um people uh yeah like making huge improvements building their first mocks ever for one of our builds i mean actually on season two of Lego Masters, Dawn, the um, the older lady the, with the white hair, she did her first mock on our show. No and, way. Yeah. No way. And now Before she's Lego a Lego Master. master. Yeah, she's a Lego so Master. Cool. Yes, yeah, so and now she's on the show. So that, um, and, you know, and Moto, who was already, like, you know, famous in his own right uh, in the internet circles. But he, um, you know, he's a regular fixture on our show and and hanging around. And then he ended up on the show. So we had like two people from our community end up on the show. And it was such a, an honor to kind of like pass that mantle, you know, and and it's and I'll tell you, we we have a um, we have, you know, like every stream, you know, every streamer does. We have our little like our little in jokes or whatever on the show. And we one of the ones we did was we were joking about. Do you remember Clippy? from the word from word program yeah, it was like course. the annoying like, paperclip like the paperclip yeah. yeah so we put eyeballs on a brick separator and oh, called yeah. it cookie. So and good. so 
like clicky kind of became a running joke on our show. Like, you know, your camera's out of focus. Do you need help? <laughs> we had like a little graphic. <laughs> well, Moto and Don, actually, if you watch the show and look, they are both wearing clicky pins on their outfits and like in their pockets in and their stuff pocket. like that yeah, yeah. like that's so cool that's so out. subtle and it, it's it's such an elegant like nod to the tricky lug you know it's, it's like it's lug, so yeah. cool it was pretty cool <laughs> representing all right well for the third time oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my son's about to break down this door right now because he wants to come in here but uh, we'll officially end it right now because we officially. can talk for days because this is yeah we, we, we literally can but uh yeah so once again if you made it with us all the way over here thank you we love you and once again roll that music you guys have a wonderful evening hey we talked about tube socks pulled all the way up the <laughs> <laughs> I, love gonna, I love that i was like looking for clock i'm like wow we're on the tube sock thing for like 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not going to get out of it. How can I, how can I segue back? Yeah. <laughs>